hearts of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, preparing for bad weather. Preparing for bad weather. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel. Remove every distraction, obstacle, barrier that might keep us from hearing from you and you from using me to be your mouthpiece of preaching. Your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. Preparing for bad weather. Among many things, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Savior and Lord, was a phenomenal and superlative storyteller. As a storyteller, Jesus was not average, mediocre, or mundane, but as a storyteller and as a person, Jesus was phenomenal and superlative. Jesus told stories that we know as parables to teach us about the kingdom of God and the practical precepts of Christian living. As a storyteller, Jesus was engaging, effective, ingenious, informative, and inspirational. For those of us who know the New Testament Gospels, we remember and recall that Jesus told stories about seeds and weeds. Jesus told stories about friends and enemies. Jesus told stories about growth and stagnation. Jesus told stories about the righteous and less than righteous. Jesus told stories about gracious people and legalistic, judgmental people. Jesus told stories that spanned the spectrum for the purpose of teaching you and I about what it means to be a follower and disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. According to this New Testament text, Jesus is telling a story about the difference between wisdom 
and foolishness. Jesus has spent this entire episode talking and teaching or preaching concerning what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus wraps up this epic lesson from Matthew chapter 5 where he begins with the Beatitudes to this text that is ours for sermonic exploration and proclamation, encouraging men and women to become wise by obeying the word of God. Jesus wraps up his entire Sermon on the Mount by concluding this epic teaching and preaching by telling a parable about the difference between a wise man and a foolish man. According to the text, the wise person puts the words of Jesus into action. The wise person is not just a hearer of the word, but becomes a doer of the word. Consequently, the wise person is building his or her life on the rock-solid foundation of the words of Jesus Christ. If you and I watch chapel, friends, family, beloved, are seeking to build our lives on anything other than the rock-solid foundation of obedience and engagement of the words of Jesus Christ, then we are building our lives on sand. Let me say that again. If we are seeking to build our lives on anything other and accept then a strong, vital, healthy, vibrant, living, breathing, rock-solid foundation, rock named Jesus Christ, then we are building our lives on sand. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? Somebody ain't going to like it, but let me bust the bubble in somebody's life right now. Lest we build or continue building our lives on sand. If you are building your life on your last name or who you are married to or who you hope to be married to, that is sand. If we are building our lives on our degrees, accomplishments, and achievements, we are building our lives on sand. If we are building our lives on who we know, who knows us, popularity and prestige, we are building our lives on sand. If we are building our lives on what we drive and where we live, we are building our lives on sand. If we are building our lives on our favorite team, our favorite nonprofit, what fraternity or sorority we are affiliated with, then we are building our lives on sand. If we are not anchored, rooted, and grounded in Jesus Christ, then everything else is sand. Go on, preach, Pastor White. According to this text, 
Jesus is discouraging his followers, you and I, from building our lives on anything other than the strong, rocky foundation by the name of Jesus Christ. And while Jesus is discouraging you and I from building our lives on sand, Jesus on the flip side is encouraging us to build our lives on the strong foundation of obedience to the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus distinguishes the foolish person who builds his or her life on sand in comparison to the wise person who builds his or her life on obedience to the word of God. The wise person has invested his or her energy, tenacity, and resources in building a rock-solid foundation on the rock of engaging obedience to the words of Jesus Christ. Storms come, bad weather comes to both the wise and the foolish. Yet if you read this text, Watch Chapel, the wise person has prepared for bad weather because the wise person has not built his or her life on sand, a shaky foundation. But the wise person has built his and her life, help me preach this, on the rock-solid foundation of the Word of God. And watch chapel as you are not traffic in eternity and do the king's business in life. You are not ought to be engaged in the word of God in such a way that we are prepared for bad weather. You and I can't predict when bad weather is going to come into our lives. This time last year, we didn't know anything about Moderna or Pfizer. This time last year, there were friends and family we still could call and talk to. But around March of 2020, we started hearing reports at the end of February, and our lives have been upset. Our normal routine has been altered radically because bad weather will come into your life. I don't know who I'm talking to on this Sunday morning. None of us are exempt from bad weather. You can be rich, you can be poor, but bad weather will show up in your house. You can be healthy as a thoroughbred right now. You can be fine as cat hair, but bad weather will emerge in your life. You can be a baller and a shot caller, a captain or captainess of industry, but bad weather will show up in your life. None of us are exempt from the reality of bad weather. It can be sunny at 10, 15 a.m. in Wake County, but in two hours it can be a hailstorm like it was in Wake Forest yesterday. It can snow like it was snowing in Raleigh yesterday. None of us are exempt from the reality of bad weather. 
And as believers, we ought to engage the Word of God in such a way that we are constantly preparing for the inevitable reality of bad weather. And while we ought to be preparing for bad weather, some of us are ill-prepared for bad weather because we are naive enough to believe it won't happen to us. How many of us have ever been there? It happened to folk around us, but we thought we were exempt. Come on and help me preach on this Sunday morning. It happened to Pookie and them. But it ain't going to happen to me. It happened to their child, but it ain't going to happen to my child. It happened to their family, but it ain't going to happen to my family. Me and my wife are rock solid. It ain't going to happen to us bad weather. Can show up and will. That happened at the church around the corner. Bad weather can show up in any life. In any neighborhood, and unless you and I are constantly engaging in the Word of God, we will be ill-prepared for the reality of bad weather. Preach, Pastor White. CNN and MSNBC can inform us, but only the Word of God can prepare us for bad weather. Her and Frankie Beverly can entertain us, but only the word of God can prepare us for bad weather. Pfizer and Moderna can provide a vaccine to help us fight a virus that is taking lives every day, but only the word of God can prepare us for bad weather. North Carolina Central University, Hampton and Howard can educate us, but only the word of God can prepare us for the reality of bad weather. How engaged are we in the word so we are equipped and prepared for bad weather? Or better yet, preacher, how do I engage the word? How do I do what Jesus says? The wise man puts the words of Jesus into practice where the foolish man has not put the words into practice but has just come to church, got his shout on, and gone out and not applied what he or she has heard. But the wise person has dug deep, didn't just build anywhere, but look for something you could build on and it put what he or she has heard into practice. We prepare for bad weather. Can I preach this watch chapel? By comprehending the word of God. We prepare for bad weather by comprehending the word. Uh, comprehending just means you and I seek to understand what Jesus is saying in his word. That means you and I take the time not to rush through what we are hearing, what we are being exposed to, but we take the time to comprehend what Jesus is saying to us in January of 2021. 
And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning, lest you don't think the word applies to you, the same word that applied to our foremothers and forefathers is relevant and significant to you and I right now. You and I have the tendency to uh, cherry pick what we seek to obey because we proclaim we don't comprehend and understand what the word says or means. Uh, but I've been living long enough to know, let me quote my mama who might be listening right now, uh, you learn what you want to learn. And you can understand what you want to understand. Y'all ain't talking to me. Uh, you understand the pick six. You understand the scratch off. You understand 7-Eleven. Y'all ain't talking to me. Uh, you understand Tupelo, AC, amen, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You understand compound interest when it works in your favor. You understand what benefits you and how it benefits you. You understand the standard and poor, the stock index, amen. But when it comes time to comprehending, uh, love your enemies, Pray for them that despitefully use you. Bring the tithe, give the offering, turn the other cheek. That's when you and I proclaim that's the Old Testament. That was there. That don't happen now. But if we can comprehend what we want to comprehend, you and I can comprehend what it means to be a follower of the word of God. As believers, if we want to build our lives on a strong foundation and prepare for bad weather, we comprehend the word of God, but we just don't comprehend the word of God. We conform to the word of God. Preach, pastor. Once we comprehend the word, this is what it means. It ain't just for Levi, amen, somebody, in Matthew chapter 5. It ain't just for Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. It ain't just for John Wesley in England. It ain't just for Martin King in 1955. But it's for you in January 2021. Once we comprehend the word, then we conform to the word. Let me make it plain. Uh, we have the tendency not just to cherry pick, and I may be just talking to myself, not just to cherry pick, but to say what applies and what doesn't apply to us. As if the word is to conform to us. Instead of you and I conforming our lifestyles to the word. God hadn't changed. God is our heavenly father. God is our shepherd. We are the sheep. God is our father. We are the children. God is the producer and manufacturer. We are the proverbial products. God is in charge. We do the bidding of what God says. Consequently, God doesn't conform to us. We conform or just to what God says we ought to do. Let me see if I can make it plain. 
Everybody who's listening to me at some time has had the sniffles, cold, a flu, a fever, and more than likely we've had to make our way to our primary care physician. And our primary care physician, based upon his diagnosis, his or her diagnosis of our condition, told us what to do, how long to do it, and what to stop so we could experience the blessing of healing, recovery, health, and wellness. I want you to take this prescription for 14 days. Rest. Stay out of people's faces. Wash your hands. Don't go out. And if you do what I say do, you'll get better. It is the foolish person who does not get the prescription, who does not do what the doctor says, who expects to be healed and restored to health and wellness by not conforming to what the doctor says. Because if the circumstance gets worse, the doctor's going to raise the $64,000 question. Did you do what I told you to do when you came in the office when I gave you the prescription, told you to rest, stay at home, stay out of people's faces. If you don't do what I ask you to do, don't expect to get what I have for you. I'm talking to somebody right now. If we are not willing to conform to what the Lord says to, then you and I miss out on what God has for us. We prepare for bad weather. By comprehending the word of God, we prepare for bad weather by conforming to the word of God, but we prepare for bad weather by placing our confidence in the God of the word. I'm talking to somebody right now because all of us are going to experience bad weather in life. It ain't a matter of if, but just a matter of when and how. We don't determine when or how bad weather will emerge. Wise or foolish, bad weather will come. And the determining factor concerning our survival is if we are willing to place our confidence in the God of the word. Jesus gave them instructions and directions. But I've been living long enough to know our obedience or disobedience is determined by our confidence in the God of the word. If you and I believe God the way we sing about believing God, if we understand that the Lord is preparing us for something we can't handle right now, it's just a matter of confidence in the word, in the God of the word. The Bible is nothing more than the revelation of Almighty God. The Bible is a love letter from God who loves you. And why would you and I not have confidence in a God who loves us? Do I have a witness on this Sunday morning? Nobody loves you the way God loves you. 
I wish I could testify the way I need to testify. Nobody has done for you what God has done for you. Nobody has opened doors for you like God has opened doors for you. Nobody has healed you like God has healed you. Nobody has blessed you like God has blessed you. Nobody has done for us what God has done for us. Nobody has made ways like God has made ways for us. Look at where God has brought you from. You were born in the projects, but God made ways. You were born on the wrong side of the tracks, but God made ways for you. They said you weren't college material, but you got more degrees than a thermometer. Who has done for you what God has done for you? Therefore, we ought to place our confidence in the God of the word. I believe God. Do I have anybody with a testimony who can look back over your life and say, with all that I've been through, I believe God. So if you got confidence in Mercedes and Lexus, you ought to have more confidence in God. If you got confidence in your husband and in your wife, you ought to have more confidence in God. If you got confidence in your friends and your family, you ought to have more confidence in God. If you have confidence in where you live and what you drive, you ought to have more confidence in God. Who has done what God has done? Who has been your healer? Who has been your redeemer? Who has been your provider? But I got the clothes right now. Look at what the text says. The storm came and beat upon the house of the wise man. The flood came. The storm came. But the house of the wise man survived. Who can celebrate the fact that you have survived? You were wise enough to do what God says. And now you got a testimony. I'm a survivor. The storm came, but I survived. The wind came, but I survived. COVID is here, but I'm surviving. I lost my job, but I survived. I got furloughed, but I survived. Been through hell, but I survived. Been through high water, but I survived. Been through 2020, but I survived. Cancer diagnosis, but I survived. I'm a survivor. Yes, I am. You ain't dead. Stop playing dead. Go and lift your head. Celebrate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, when you listen to preaching, when you read Proverbs, when you read the Gospel of John, when you tune in for 45 minutes on Wednesday night, <laughs> you are preparing for bad weather. Liquor ain't gonna keep you. Coke, Heron ain't gonna keep you. Popping Molly's ain't gonna keep you. 
Percocet, not, that, that ain't going to keep you. God will keep you. If you give God something to work with. I said, yes, he will. Somebody, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. My sister, my brother, God. You know, we never know. God, uh, David fought Goliath, but God prepared him to fight Goliath by letting him fight a lion and a bear. That fighting that lion and bear, you go home and read 1 Samuel 17. Prepared him for something he couldn't handle that, that he was going to get ready for. Little lion and bear, he beat him. Shepherd boy protecting the sheep. But God knew that he was going to fight a giant down the road. You wonder why, what, sometimes we wonder why we went through what we went through. God is, God was preparing you. Getting you ready for something. Getting you ready for something. You're not saved. You don't have a church home. I'd love to be your pastor. Watch Chapel wants to be your church family. Go to the Contact Us tab right now. If you're not saved, we want to offer Christ to you, my sister, my brother. If you need a church family, we want you to unite with Watch Chapel. Become an active, vital, vibrant member of this church where we as a family can prepare for bad weather. Our choir is coming to bless us. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Happy King Day Watch Chapel. Come on, choir, bless us.
you want. 